Welcome to episode 27 of Continuous Quality Compliance. Today I'm talking about evidence. In order for the CQC to ascertain that you are following your statement of purpose and that you are meeting the standards, you need to provide evidence. Many providers get confused about the level of evidence or how much is required. Evidence should be provided during the carrying out of the service, so the forms you use should be created in a way that it provides the relevant information. What you want to do is be effective in gathering evidence. For instance, for social care providers, they usually have to provide information to the local authority. Well, make sure the forms cover the local authority criteria and the CQC standards. That way, you do not need to double up. And also, for instance, if you're a nurse, ensure that the NMC requirements are covered. When you do orders, check that the forms are indeed providing you with the evidence you need. Have a look at staff files. Do they show a robust recruitment process? One organisation I went to, there was no notes or interviews, there was no consistency in the way recruitment was undertaken, but some haphazards uh, that if they were taken to tribunal, they would not have been able to provide any evidence. I also believe that evidence should not be burdensome. When I worked in an acute hospital, I designed the evidence to provide me the information required by different regulatory bodies. The consultants loved this approach as it made their life easier because I kept the form simple for them while at the same time making sure I had the information that I needed to provide it to the regulatory bodies. Remember, in providing evidence, you need to show good record keeping is followed. What I say is, if you're not happy for it to be read in a court of law, then do not write it. Think about the language and clarity of the meaning of what you're writing. They say a good, good thing is to see if it would be clear to a five-year-old. This will avoid you using a lot of jargon. The thing to remember is evidence gathering need not be complex because if it is, then the staff won't comply. You also need to explain to staff the reason for gathering the evidence. Staff are more likely to be compliant with filling in forms, doing it correctly and supporting you if they know why they are being asked to do something. If you do not write something that you have undertaken in client's notes, it's not happened. So, as sure staff know that all information pertinent to the client needs to be recorded. And that's part of evidence gathering. It's making sure that everything you need is there and making it as smooth a process as possible. And at the same time, making sure that there's enough detail in the evidence to show the inspectors when they come. And that's why, um, and in another episode, I'm talking about audit and audit process, but it's really important to also audit the forms that you've created and make sure they are fit for purpose. You may need to amend them. You may start with uh, version one of a form and then you may need to change it to have version two. And also make sure you have version control in place. So, you know, everybody's using the correct form, the correct policy, for instance. All that's important. I don't have too many different forms. I went to one organisation 
when I looked at evidence, there were two different forms being used. And I, I said, well, why? Even the service manager couldn't explain to me why. So, well, that's confusing to me. It'll be confusing to the people using the forms and you don't know which is the most up to date. So it's about really tightening up on your processes as well when you're looking at evidence gathering. So it's always important to plan what evidence you do need before you create forms. So you're actually asking for the appropriate information as you go through the pathway. So one of the things you can look at when you're looking at what evidence you need is look at the, the patient pathway, client pathway. Also looking at as in terms of the client pathway, but also in terms of the process. So look at both processes in parallel and then uh, look at what you need to create in terms of documents. And that's a really robust and effective way of doing it. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review the podcast. Do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes.